Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B-Y-A Bushwood. In the hood. <laughs> That's Corey Collins. He is in Denver, Colorado. And I am Guy and I am in Dania, Florida. And we'll be talking to, uh, well, I'll be talking to Casey O'Flynn in a little bit. And um, yeah, what a weekend. Yeah. Well, what a weekend. What a weekend. And when you Jordan's talk to CEF, <laughs> that, was, that was impressive. <laughs> I mean, I've been on that edge and it is not fun looking down there. It, it's, no. They said 68 feet. It feels like. Hey, what happened? Are you there? Hello? All of a sudden, we were talking about falling off a cliff, and we lost Corey. Yo! That was total froze. That was weird, dude. I was like, the screen froze for like a split second, and then my video was fine, but you were you were just smiling face. How do see? It must be on the recording side because when we were talking, I had no issues at all the it's whole time we were talking. You're, you're definitely right. It's a recording thing. Maybe should we, should we take the off video off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna start that? over. We were like a sentence in, so I'm just we're just gonna start over. There should Stop be a video. button. Yeah. There you go. I got it. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let that plane. All right. Well, refresher. Yeah. Three, two, one. B Y A Bushwood. Yo, McGee, take a mulligan. (laughs) That's Corey Collins. He's in Denver. I am. uh, Who am I? I'm McGee, and I'm in Dania, Florida, and I'll be talking to Casey Ruffin in a little bit, and um. It was one hell of a golf weekend, my guy. It was one hell of a golf weekend. Jordan Spieth almost died out there. And you, that's something we don't usually see in, in the golf tournament. No, you're definitely not going to see that. And like I had mentioned to you before, um, the, the drop there is it's aggressive. Uh, they said 68 feet, but it feels like you're going down to a black hole. So you um, so, so that shot. That. You've been close to the edge. Oh, I've I've stood right where he was standing. Maybe a little more to the right because you kind of want to get out where the water's kind of crashing in. Um, but do you stand right there because that's kind of the highest point and it's it's dangerous. I mean, bottom His line, I don't like, don't do it, don't do it. You know? <laughs> I yeah, and you saw him. He hit that shot, man. He went running backwards to make sure he was not having anything. But yeah, it was that was smart, but. Now, yeah, Let's just a great – dude. It's, it's California, and it's the California coastline. And in a couple of years, that spot where he was standing and where his ball was might not might even be gone. exist. You know, yeah. it might not even exist true. in a little bit. So that is crazy. That poster of him out there getting ready to take that shot, um, that, like or that p- picture or that image, like that's going to be something special. That's going to be a really cool moment in his career where he, he like nobody's ever taken that shot before. Like that's wild. And in a big tournament, I mean, he's having a good day, and you know, he was only one stroke off on the on, at the end of that tournament. He really had a good day too. Like it was fun. Yeah, was he fun did. One. He he uh. 
you know, a lot of, a lot of good opportunities, and a lot of missed opportunities, but that up and down that he had after that shot was magical. I mean, the, yeah. to be in the back of that green and do what he did, Woo. but you know, the reality, the reality for me and that what I took most out of that was on the last day. So he was over on the right. So that the, the hole gets shorter, the more right you go, that ledge kind of goes off to an angle. So on the last day he hits a shot and he expects it to be a little shorter than that. Cause literally, I don't know how his ball stopped right there. I mean, it was two inches from rolling off the cliff. Yeah. So then he, on Sunday, he hits the same shot or maybe even goes down an iron to, to not hit it as far. And he was four yards further, but because he was 10 yards to the left, he was in the fairway. Yeah. It's so crazy. it's like, you know, so for him to hit that shot on Sunday was, Oh dude, it's, it's, it's Jack. I mean, Jack Nicholas described it as his favorite golf par four ever in the world. And it, it is absolutely when you're looking Number one, when you're teeing off on the tee, tee ball, you can't see shit. I mean, all you see is houses and the top of the trees, you know, the cypresses. That's all you wow. see. And you, and you just got to rope it and hope you, you know, survive. And then you get up there and you see where your ball is. And the look down on that green, uh, number one, with those houses in the background, the houses are, you know, 50,000 square feet, just monstrous, gorgeous homes. And yeah, you're just hitting into this tiny-ass green. I think I might move into one. You know, they're not, you know, they're surprisingly affordable. Let me tell you. Yeah, a little chateau for you, dude. You're, you're getting there. I know you give a couple more years, you roll that bankroll, and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll NFT it right in there, brother. <laughs> I don't see me living on a golf course, but that, that, that yeah, would, you, if I was going to live on a golf course, that's a great one to live on, I think. 100%, man. Yeah. 100%. There's a house right behind number 10 green that is absolutely the most pimp house I've ever seen in my life. It's gorgeous. And uh, I, I can't imagine what the price point is. It, it, Doesn't Jim it's Nance be has, has a house there where his backyard has a recreation of 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 the of one of the par threes? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know it's sick money. That's that's what they call fu money there, McGee. Yeah. Fu yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for real. Like you. So speaking of fu you money, live there though. If you live there, and then all of a sudden, it's Pebble Beach weekend, like. It's like the great. That's oh. the reason you buy the house so that you can literally just drive your golf cart down to the down and watch the tournament and 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 you know rub elbows with the with the best golfers in the world. You know. Oh man, I, I can only imagine what some of that stuff's like. But you know, speaking of after you money, uh, talking about Casey and and uh, you know way he threw down. Nice, good, good hit, Case. Yeah. Way to go there. I like I like it, Mr. Flynn. You uh, represented yeah. well, man. Right. Yes. Uh, got the hoagie in there, man. That was unbelievable. I mean, so you know, I, he's, he, he just knows. Well, I, I think all in all, dude, we, obviously we t we brought up Ryan Palmer and I brought up uh, Cameron Trigali who, but I think Trigali was almost DF DFL, man. I mean, like he was, it was ridiculous. And Ryan Palmer wasn't that far behind him. Um, I had, but we did. I had uh, Justin Rose. Rose had yeah, a Rose, He moments. made the cut. Had a couple dude. runs, but then you'd get your hopes up, and then he'd crush your dreams. You know, every time. Yeah, but you know, dude. I, you know, at the and end of the day, man. He's, oh well, so, so, yeah. But at the end of the day, dude, you're playing a golf course or playing three, but Pebble. The weather there was. I mean, dude, the weather they've had for the start of this year has been ridiculous. Now they're going to Arizona, Phoenix, the WM Phoenix Open. The weather's going to be even more ridiculous this and it's just every year. oh my god dude, it's gonna be phenomenal but i mean i must say that um just not to toot my own horn but i did at, at the end there i brought up seamus power and dude for a while there i'm like dude, this guy is relentless man i mean he he yeah. broke the 36 hole record i mean the guy was just on fire and then he comes out the third and fourth day 
and doesn't do anything. Basically, even par for two days, couldn't get anything to go. Still tied for ninth. Um, but he did it. And then, you know, Cantlay, uh, Spieth. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just a great tournament to watch, especially with 18, how those guys hit those shots coming into that thing. Uh, Bez on Friday where finished I really pretty good. Seamus was just going to pull away. I did too, man. I was like, dude, go Early for it, man. This guy is just cool looking. Friday, yeah. I was like, oh my God, is yeah. he going to win this thing by 12 strokes? I mean, like, it was just, I really thought he was just going to run away with it to the weekend. Well, I thought it was really cool how Spieth, uh, when he won a couple years ago, had holed out on 16 for Eagle, uh, which is that par four kind of down the hill, a little dog leg right. And then you get to the, to the hoagie on, uh, on his last six, on the 16th hole of the last day. He almost holds it out right there. He knocked like two inches, two, a couple more rotations, yeah. that ball's in the hole, yeah. and he ends up winning. So it's just like, you know, I don't know, man. I just thought it was pretty special and that Spieth was in the hunt and that Hoagie did that. Spieth had a holdout. I, I thought that was kind of fate or whatever you want to call it, uh, divine intervention or however you want to place it. But pretty cool, man. I mean, the whole thing was, was amazing. I'll tell you that the best thing for me, though, and this is a big uh, thing for me on the side of golf, was a schoolboy Q. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard his uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. his interview when he was walking off 17 yeah. Yeah, T-Box. Yeah, I watched it again and today. <laughs> him and Mac- Macklemore and, and, and what's-her-face, uh, uh, whatever the girl's name is, the interviews him. Um, she's talking to him and says, hey, and he says, man, he's like, you know, golf is life. He's like, yeah. you know, you could hit it really bad. You get in the bunker, and the next yeah. shot you hold out, and some good, some bad. And it's so true. Yeah. He couldn't have said anything better. And I, and I hope he plays that like a lot. He's out there. He does. A he's huge. Solo. He plays a couple solo uh, 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 rounds every week, and then he's still playing with friends three, four times a week. It was week. great. He's playing a lot. Loved That's it. Cool. I loved it, man. Yeah. I loved it. So speaking of uh, some 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 pretty cool entertainment and some ton of fun, we go to the WM Phoenix yeah, Open it's and it's, it's on like Donkey Kong now, brother. Yeah, it's party time. This is as it's, close to uh, it's as close to Happy Gilmore as the PGA will allow itself to get. Well, here's what's interesting. Okay, so you think where the Phoenix Open is now, and I think last year, whenever we did the podcast on this one, I talked to you. I was on the tee box right when Tiger Woods was coming up to hit in, in what was it, 93 or whenever it was. And, uh, or no, it was 97. I don't remember when it was. 97, I think, is when we hit the one one on 16. And he, my, my girl I was dating at the time was like, hey, we got to go. We got dinner with my parents. I'm like, no, we got, you know, but, and we ended up leaving. And, of course, we get down around the green, and, we're, and all of a sudden, dude, the whole place just explodes. And I knew right away he hit it in the hole, and I didn't get to see it. And I wasn't on it right there on the tee box but the the look back at the tee box and what they were doing they're throwing everything on there and going crazy it was absolutely just electric unbelievable i bet man what it's it really is specifically 16 but the whole tournament is the best party (laughs) of the year but specifically 16 it's it's probably the greatest hole in golf and it is there is just so many people surrounding that hole and just having fun all day. It's just you know singing and and, and cheering and dancing and it's party time and a lot of drinking. It really is a lot of fun. It's it's well, and that's what's crazy. You think about that hole where it was and now where it is. Now it's a completely enclosed stadium. And literally Saturday night they kicked off the tournament, and Thomas Rhett. I don't know him, Old Dominion. I guess he's an artist, yeah, country yeah. music. He's a country singer, yeah. 
you got to check out the website, wmphoenixopen.com. And they set up a whole uh, auditorium and he performed right in the middle of the whole stadium, right before the green and right between the tee box and the green, set up a whole stadium stage and unbelievable and did a whole live performance right in the middle of the whole golf hole. It's oh, unreal. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. craziest thing I've ever seen. It's a trip, man. I like that they, at least one weekend out of the year, they embrace the spectacle of it all. You know, exactly. Every once in a while, you got that's why everybody loves it. A little it. different, a little bigger, a little wilder. You know, for example, NASCAR did the Bush, the Bush, whatever race, whatever it was called, at the LA Coliseum this weekend. And it's a tiny little track. It's like a fraction of the track, of, of the smallest track they'd ever used before. So it was all turns. It was, a, it was super exciting. It was in the Coliseum. Tons of people who had never been to racing went just because of the novelty of it. The, and they had Ice Cube out there performing fucking classic Ice Cube tracks. And like they, they embraced the California ness. And it was cool you know it's a cool 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 move it is like it's it's crazy stuff. especially like, for the game of golf ago, dude think yeah. about where we were you know 30 years, years ago, ago tennessee uh tennessee and virginia tech i think played football at the bristol race car or racetrack and it was like the largest crowd ever at a college football game or something ridiculous because the place is enormous you know so you it's i like when they do that shit uh, a couple of years back college basketball had some games on an aircraft carrier in san diego it was like Michigan I mean, State yeah. and somebody i don't remember unc maybe or duke whatever i know you i might have been michigan state and duke playing on the on the deck of a aircraft carrier in san diego well nobody can beat the slogan that is the what do they call it the the greenest show on grass or so, or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? From a standpoint of just like, you know, green, because obviously waste management and everybody's recycling and going after eco and all this, but you know, the greenest show on grass and uh, you know, obviously coming from Colorado, you know, the greenest show on grass, of course, I'm going to check that out. Why not? <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing is, is that if you think about this tournament, 1932 starts, right? You've got Ben Hogan won this thing. Byron Nelson won this thing. Jack Nicholas won this thing. Arnold Palmer won this thing. You know, if you really dig deep, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, all those other guys that used to do the, the, the and it was the clam bake, not the crab bake that I said last week. Sorry if I uh, butchered that one, but it was the clam bake was what, yeah, they are, but that's what it was at the Pebble Beach. But you got to think back to when, you know, the desert, was like Vegas right back then in Scottsdale in this area. A lot of people went there because of the weather and this and that, and the golf and da da da. Now it's like the, where we are today and what these guys get to do at this venue and at 16 specifically and how they've incorporated just, you know, people like some guys, when they get up to hit the ball, they're like cheering people on, like make it, make it more noise. I'd rather you make more noise than be quiet and then all of a sudden get crazy because they don't want to throw them off. So they're just like, just make as much noise as you can. You know what I mean? Like might as well just, call a spade a spade and just freak me out before I even hit the shot. Um, but I can only imagine, man, it's just gotta be the coolest feeling to hit a shot inside that, that amphitheater that they've created. It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. It's wild. So it's exciting. It's, it's just an so exciting, cool. cool tournament. It is. It's um, a good time. The other excitement too is this. So they had a couple pro pro-ams they had a pro-am today and they got a pro-am on Wednesday and you've got, uh, I mean, dude, some of these people that are playing in it, I can't remember exactly who it was. They were telling me uh, Michael Phelps, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Dumel, Reggie Bush, 
you know, all these guys that get to just teed up these pros and go out and have a fun day as well and get to play that 16th hole. It's just got to be so cool for those guys to just be in that environment coming from what they did as professionals and what they've done as actors or whatever to see that stage. It's just got to be pretty cool for them. Yeah, I agree fully, man. It's it really they really have created an incredible venue, and it's one of a yeah. kind. You know, it's one of a kind. It's um, pretty special. All right, so let's rather than talk about the space and <laughs> and all that, let's start talking about the golfers. What do you think? Is there anybody on the uh, on your mind? Anybody you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, right off the bat, I know Casey's going to hit the negative side on the fades, but I, you know, I, I have a feeling this week and it's not a good one. And it's for Brooks Kepka. You know, everybody's calling him because he won last year. You know, he's, he's, he's got some good stats rolling. I, I just, I don't, he's kind of a fade in my mind. I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't make the cut. I just don't think he even finished his top 10. Uh, I think he just kind of, you know, he, I don't know where he's at right now. He's got a wedding coming up. He dyed his hair blonde. I don't know what he's got going on in mindset. Uh, definitely not straight golf. Um, so I, I don't know. I have Wait. a feeling there's, a, there's something going on. It's like straight up identity crisis. Could be, you know, hard to say, but the coolest thing is you've got, okay. I don't know if you saw this putt on the, uh, on the European tour, uh, DP tour, whatever it's called now and big ups to this Harold Varner kid, man. This kid has been just going crazy. First signing to the Jordan brand. First guy to do the Jordan brand on the, on the golf course. Awesome. And he's, he's so much fun to watch. He's done great. Uh, I've always liked watching him when they, when they televise him. And then he beats out your boy, Bubba. Bubba yes. Watson was – they were in the lead. And he drains this 92-foot putt to, for Eagle yep. to win by a stroke over, over, over the pond. It was crazy. And now you've got both Harold and Bubba in this field. Yeah. Um, they, they both have good odds. 50 to one. They also both at. just took like an 18 hour fucking flight to get. We, we talk about that all the time, man, but sometimes do riding that high. And this Harold Varner guy, man, I'm telling you, all he needed was a spark, you know, just a little bit of a spark. And even Bubba Watson, boy, your boy, Bubba. I know you like Bubba. You talk about him all the time. You know, he, he has an opportunity too. You guys, are, guys are playing great. Um, obviously Seamus power is back in there. I mean, that guy's playing great. Uh, in my mind though, I went with him last year. I'm going to go with him again, as far as my, my feeling, um, and there's great guys in here. You got Hovland, you got your boy Hideki, Shoffley, uh, you know, Speed. I mean, they're all, Berger is back, Finau, but um, and Rom. But uh, he's not great odds. But for me, on my side, where I'm going, I'm, I'm going to ride Justin Thomas again. Um, I just he makes a shit ton of birdies on this golf course, and if you just minimize some of those mistakes and, and hold clean on 17, because 17's kind of been his nemesis. Uh, I have a feeling he, he might pull it off. He um, he really is a great golfer, and he really does eat up courses like this. And it's not a big deal having a big crowd. Like, it doesn't ever seem to phase him. Um, I, I can see that working out for you, man. I can definitely yeah. see that working out for you. It's only I'm only seeing him at twelve to one. So you're not. Yeah, he's not. It's not. No, it's not a good payoff. But you're not the only person who thinks he's got a good chance. You know, that's yeah. I mean, most of those guys you got between Rom and and if you go all the way up to to Hideki, you know, you're eighteen, sixteen, fourteen, and seven. I mean, Rom is like eight to one. Yeah. So, um, but then you get up above that. I like that. What do you, what are you thinking, McGee? I want to, what's, what's, I don't know. What's on, I have, your, what's I on have, your mind? 
I don't know. I have a whole lot of research to do between now and when we talk to Casey or when I talk to Casey. Um, yeah. There's a lot of golfers. Um, there's a lot I mean, of golfers. I mean, Finau always shows up here pretty well, too. Exactly. And he's at like 35 to 1. And you can get yeah. a good number on some of these golfer, golfers. I was thinking Scotty Scheffler at 28 to 1 is interesting. Yeah, he's always um, in there. Um, at the Woodland. Season, like, Woodland like could to, come back. I would like to win. He's a hundo. Make money. Um, and, yeah, I know. Um, Max Homa is up there, sixty-six to one on my end. Um, that's interesting. Uh, Victor, that's Hopper a good one. Sixteen to one. You'd like it to be a little longer, but that's not that your boy Bubba. Long. Man, it's thirty-five to one on my end. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you just you I know, Ricky Fowler, man. What happened to Ricky Fowler? Four. He's retired. He might as well be. Can't lay at fourteen to one. That's really interesting too. Yeah, I mean, can't lay. I you know. I, I was I was picking him to to number one. I never go with what I say. That's my problem. I get too much of my too much in the gray area between yeah. my temples. And I figure, dude. Oh, how about this one, dude? Louis. Louis is a little forty to one, isn't he? You know, Louis Oosthuizen is fucking older than us, right, bro? Yeah, but dude, he loves his track, man. He does well here. I don't know, man. That that could be forty to one. As far as those I mean, longer shots, I'll tell you who I kind of have my eye on is at 70 to 1 is Max Homa. I know I talk about yeah, him a lot. I really yeah. like his golf. Man. Yeah, he's he's good at this type of track, really too. Good, dude. good wedge game, short one? game. Shit, that's a great number. You know who would be a crazy dark horse would be uh, the Sahith Thagala. He's 150 to 1 on my end. And this kid – is strong. He's been playing really well too the last few uh, last few tournaments he's played and he's done really good. So you never know, man. He can come out of a course like this and just eat it up because he went to Stanford. He's played here a bunch. Nice. Um, so who Wait, knows, man? That, it's why kind does of, going to Stanford stuff? Stanford's in Palo Alto outside of San Francisco. What does that have to do with playing this course well, in Arizona and Phoenix? Because they they play there a lot for like the NCAA championships ah, and okay. they do not not this specific golf course but that oh, well, specific style of golf course they play uh they play uh oh my god I can never remember the names of these I used to live out there for too many years and I did too many bear bongs I can't remember the damn names of these places but mm-hmm. there's two courses the Rapton and the Talon and I can't remember the courses there's so many different courses there now but he, they play out there a ton. So they're Corey, used to that desert style of golf. Corey, I would um, probably choke and die if I tried to beer ball uh, a beer. <laughs> if I tried to funnel a beer. You and me beer. both. I used to have a buddy, speaking of Arizona, that I, that, uh, I lived with in Phoenix and Scottsdale, <laughs> Robbie, DJ Roby. What's up, DJ Roby? Spin it. Um, he could chug an OE, so a 40-ounce of OE. You all know who's listening back in the day, Old English, 40-ounce. He could chug that thing in like 30 seconds. Oh. It was out of control, man. We he all didn't have that beer one ball. friend who like – That was him, man. Everybody when it came to chugging. And like you oh. would meet up with other groups of people at parties and be like, no, my guy can out-chug your guy. And next thing you know, they were like having contests and shit. It was uh, – it was – incredible to watch it and then in hindsight it makes me just sick reliving some of those images you know <laughs> well 
it's perfect timing too because at the uh, WM Phoenix Open, man, there's going to be about a hundred thousand people that have been doing that all day long. So you can yeah. see them all spilling out all Pigs over the in golf the gallery, course. baby. Let's party. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it'll be fun to watch, man. And I can't wait to hear what uh, what what Casey Earl Flynn has to throw down because he's yeah, always right? he'll he's like he's, have the winner. he's he's the amazing Karnak dude. He's just going to hold the yep. envelope up to his head and he's going to know what's up. I'm going to do some research between now and I talk to him and see if I can't come with the winner. Yeah, I know you. You guys are strong, man. I mean, we're we're He's rolling strong. well, man. I've been, we're, I've, I'm, I'm, no, we. I think all three of us have been doing pretty good. I've been doing good on my picks, but just the type of information and what we, you know, there, obviously I re-listen to these. We're, 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 hovering. We're, we're hovering. I mean, hey, right, it, I had it, the first round winner the first week, even though I didn't get the bet in, and then our first week back, and then Casey had this winner yesterday. That was just you know. Bang yeah, up. and he had he had a good showing back in uh, Farmers too. He did. I mean, we've done we've done pretty well, man. At the three of us with what we throw down, the people that are listening, I'm I, sure I definitely appreciate. This is well, the for me. Yeah, it's time. It's time for you, buddy. Yep. It's time for you to make it happen. Yep. If anybody asks where I'm at, don't tell them I'm in Dania, Florida. You know, so <laughs> I, I need some wins before I can uh, answer phone calls from numbers. <laughs> Well, good thing we only have about 450,000 listeners because that's that's it. (laughs) If we had that many listeners, I wouldn't have to gamble anymore. All right, Come on, man. people. Get get it out there. Throw it on your feeds. Put it out there. Get it, get us some notoriety Actually, here. We're making money for you. On that note, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, hit the, uh, the you know, rate us as high as you can. I don't know if it's stars or what, but if you're listening yeah. on Spotify, rate us. And then I think you can put a review now on Spotify, which is new. And if that's the case, it doesn't even matter if you say something mean. Just say something and it helps us. You know what I mean? So rate us high as fuck, like whatever it is, five stars or 10 out of 10 or 100 out of 100 and write something nasty about us. And um, that's really helpful. Bad publicity is great publicity. So, uh, <laughs> you know, call, call yeah. me a uh, call me a gopher. I don't care. Whatever you want to call me. That's Just right. call me. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Yeah, bro. Have a great night. Always a pleasure, man. Later, bud. Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Casey Earl Flynn, you did it again, yep. my dude. Oh, paid, baby, paid. Before we get into that, I'm going to start in the exact same place I started with our boy, Corey Collins. How about fucking Spieth almost dying out there? I'm just speechless, still terrified, heart's beating a little fast still. I like the story of how his mom was like, hit the ball, and his dad was freaking out. I think that's pretty funny. But Caddy was like, I'm an idiot. I should have just gone and grabbed that ball because I knew he was going to hit it. And I think everyone knew. I knew he was going to hit it, but don't hit that ball. Get that. That's so sheer death. When you listen back to this uh, episode of Bet Your Ash, and, I'm yeah. sorry, of uh, B.Y.A. Bushwood, and you hear Corey, he'll tell you, or you'll hear him say, he's taking that shot. I, I, I knew he was going to take it. No, 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 and no, no. And that's no. what – Corey, oh. Corey has oh. taken that shot from that spot. No. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. I thought you were saying speed. No, 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 no. no. Corey I, played it. Here's – I honestly, 
I wouldn't have even gone to pick up the ball. I, I would not have even picked up my ball. I would have I just dropped a gone. new ball about 15 feet back in the fairway. It's a red hazard, so it's, you know, <laughs> I would have, I it's just a drop. I would have I'm not going to die. Out. I would have sort of crawled out a couple, no. a couple feet short of the ball and then reached out with one of well, my clubs and pulled it back and then picked it up because I wouldn't have wanted to walk all the way yeah. out to the edge to pick uh, it up. I would have got distant close to it. it. Me too. I mean, I can't. I would have Crazy. fallen just getting close because yeah. I get freaked out and I end up doing the wrong thing. But how about I bet Corey said this too. The next most amazing thing is his up and down. Like he obviously juiced it over a little bit. He's got the weight on his back foot, so he kind of scolded it a little bit. Rightfully so. He's got his weight on his back foot, not his death foot, the front. Um, <laughs> and he puts it over, but then he's in one of the most precarious spots on the whole course. He's got a straight down chip and he goes up and down. He makes a par on that. I mean, that's going to go down as one of the greatest. Yeah. I mean, the scariest, yeah. craziest that's, holes ever played. It that's was what incredible. I said to him. Like, there's going to be a picture uh, of from behind uh -huh. him of at yep. the, at the ball with that view on that cliff, and it's going to be like a great poster. You know, or it's going to be Matsuyama, Matsuyama with his arms up when in the Masters. Matsuyama's <laughs> caddy bowing, and yeah. then Spieth on the cliff. That's going to be a three-part bowing to the course. Is, That's, is just, it's the greatest photo it's ever. It's the greatest. I want that team. But I, I think even Motsi with his hands up, the way he puts his hands up and his sweet smile, oh, man. But then you have a three-part series, that, that, and then <laughs> speed on the cliff. There's also a couple <laughs> There's a couple of those shots of, like, Tiger Woods hugging his dad or, like – Oh, uh, that's like, There's there. a couple yeah, – there's just right. some legendary we, images, you know. You can do we really should do a podcast coffee. about top ten – Do a coffee table top. book of, like – Yes, those I like pictures, it. You know? <laughs> okay. I like that idea. That'd be cool. Um, All right. Let's talk about Hoagie. I mean, yeah, I think it's not a huge surprise. It really isn't. And the fact that he stuck it out is what it was. Because, you know, he about went wire to wire. I mean, he shot a nine under on the second day. He shot good the first – I mean, he was just always right there. And it was – it was it was impressive. I mean, it just takes a lot of guts, man. It really does. The sport is brutal. It's so difficult to win and to do it in the face of those yeah. top dogs like Cantlay and Spieth, and not to mention the other guys. You know, Putnam played really well. Merritt did an incredible – I mean, he buried the was, first four holes. There was a time I mean, there, there was a lot going on. There was a time there on Friday I really thought that Seamus Powers was just going to run away with the tournament. And leave uh, of course. We all did because he'd already – he shot eight under on Spyglass, which is the tougher one that Corey, or Corey talked about before. And he started with eight under, then shoots eight under on Pebble. Crazy. And then he has Monterey Pen Peninsula that's like – I mean, he's clearly going to shoot eight under again because he had. I mean, people were shooting that. I mean, not quite that score, but you know, a four to six under, he was going to be way ahead, and 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 that seemed like a gettable score on Monterey Peninsula, and you know, that's just golf, man. It's tough. I still thought he did a great job. I even thought he hung in really well on Sunday. You know, obviously he didn't. It's so hard to shoot 
that well that many days in a row. Um, and I'd watch out for this kid the rest of the year, that's for sure. He's yeah, not going to take that. He, that's not you, a – You can see it in him when he get, he, he hits a group oh, yeah. that he just kind of autopilots for Whoa. a while. It was autopilot. Straight up trance state, you know. Like, he really did. The flow. It's really cool. He to watch. really, it's really that, cool to watch. I watched his whole thing on Friday, and that was that. Yeah, that zone where it was yeah. like, "Whoa, this guy cannot miss." I mean, cool. that was fun to watch. And he'll, I don't think he'll take it negatively. Is what I'm saying. I think he comes in hot this week, and I think he stays hot. I mean, watch out. The kid's gonna win at least twice this year. Mm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move forward. Let's look forward. Let's look to next week. It's uh, probably the most fun tournament on the on the calendar every year. Um, it's just exciting, man. People come, they party, they rage. It's the drunkest people get on the PGA Tour. It's, it's as close to uh, Happy Gilmore as the PGA ever gets, and it's really a blast, mm-hmm. right? Um, what what I mean anything any like uh, before we get into fades and picks and stuff like what do you when you see that it's you know Super Bowl weekend coming up which means yeah. waste management Phoenix Open like what what do you start thinking about like what 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 about this tournament gets you excited? You know yeah of course how how these guys can deal with the crowds but um you know. Actually, I like a lot of the guys that have already been at, say, a Ryder Cup. You know, they like it. It's fun. You know, I think there's – I think there's actually very few golfers that actually think it's annoying, you know. I'm sure there – I know there's some. And – but at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the best golfers in the world love this. This is what they thrive off of is, is yeah. noise and, and energy and – you know, they're they're all just as good as each other. So it's who takes what the right way, you know, who who's gonna feed off of it, who's gonna take it positively. So yeah, and right. I think honestly, there's none of my fades have anything to do with that because all these guys love it, you know. If one of my fades was was Kepka, it's like, but he loves this stuff. He loves the booze, even, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I I all I think about is just having fun watching. Honestly, I don't think of like who I'm going to bet because of the crowds. I just think the crowd and this cheering and the fun, it's just fun. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's like a college basketball game, man. It really is. Cool. Yeah. There, there, there's no fades for me because of that. Basically, it's just, I just enjoy watching. It's going to be fun. And I think the, I truly believe almost all the players absolutely love it, you know? And so, what are, what are some of the reasons you're – well, let's just get into it. Who are some of the golfers you're fading and then why? So, you know, if not because of the extra crowd, why are you fading them, you know? Exactly. So, you know, it's all about driving in the fairway. I know we say this a lot, but this is Arizona where their fairways are literally cut out of the desert. So, like, I mean, you miss a fairway, you're on a cactus, you know, or behind a cactus or a rock or you're in this, like, I mean, you're – you, you've lost a stroke no matter what. So we're looking for – I look for driving this – or, excuse me, not this accuracy, um, which, of course, the top – that's why I kind of go chalk this. I really go chalk this week. I go chalk this week every year. Um, as far as in general, you're just taking – I mean, you know, 
pretty much the top 30 in the world are top 30 because they hit the fairways and they hit greens. And then one of these guys is going to make a ton of putts and win. You know, that's just all it is on this course. It's fairly straightforward. Um, you just literally have to hit the fairway. And if you don't, then you lose. It's, it's, it's pretty much that simple. That's why Matsuyama's won a couple times. I mean, he rarely misses a fairway. I think Hovland, um, yeah, there, there's these guys that just don't miss the fairway, and that's, yeah. it's going to make it a lot easier, let's say. There's really no coming back from hitting it out of the fairway on this course. So, All right, so specifically, I mean, anybody – is there anybody that's close to the top that you're, you're just going to – that you're gonna you're gonna avoid, or you're saying almost everybody that's what these 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 uh, all the all the favorites here are favorites because they're perfect for this course. So you don't really see anybody up I mean, on the list to avoid. I mean, my only avoidance is I mean, again, I would do Spieth again because he just has trouble hitting the fairway. I mean, he yeah. just really does. It's like it's I don't know. So I just think he's to gonna. Us. Yeah, but I mean, it, I'm gonna just go ahead and fade him again. I the only reason I'd fade Berger, Kepka, or Burr. I mean, there's all these guys that have all these injuries. You know, right. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I Berger, right WD, Kepka. Just I don't even know. No one knows what's going on with him. Um, yeah, there. And then Ooze Susan. I, I wanted to talk about him because I'm just so happy he's back. Louis finally back. I didn't know where he was, but. That's all been injuries, too, so I assume he's coming to just kind of go through the motions, you know, to kind of get back into the groove but not hurt himself again. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, injury fades, honestly, but not, no, this course, this course doesn't give me any fade from anything other than essentially an injury. And if anything, yeah, speak, because he – I mean, it's – so hard for him to hit the fairway. It's it's almost hard to watch. And then he birdies the hole somehow. But I don't see that on this course. I mean, he's going to be in the, a cactus, you know, right. and that's not – I that's my essentially my only fate because I think everybody else has a great – maybe – how about Harry Varner? Maybe he's got a little hangover from – I mean, yeah. he should because that is one of the greatest wins I've ever seen. Incredible. And – May, I, I mean, hangover as in like a win hangover, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, he's got to be on he's cloud nine. 60 to one this weekend. I mean, I don't not like him. I'm just like, God, he just won in Saudi Arabia and that's and on one of the most, probably the that greatest putt I've ever seen, yeah, I'd have to say. <laughs> I think Tiger Woods would say that's the greatest putt I've ever seen. The walk-off eagle, you know. Walk-off walk eagle, eagle. <laughs> 92 foot double breaker. Two level. Everybody's like, uh, oh, two putt for for a playoff. And he's like, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm going to take care of this right now. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Yep. That was great. That was great. Um, all right. Go. So let's 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 think before we get into like the favorites and everything, you know, because I, I agree with you that the the winner here probably comes from one of the top, you know, 25, 30, you know, favorites on the board. Is there anybody kind of outside outside of there that you know longer shot that you 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 think might might be ideal for this or something that might come out of nowhere? Well, I do, and I this guy wouldn't be out of nowhere, but it would be um, again a pretty killer win is 
your boy. Is he Italian? Francesco Molinari. <laughs> How did I know you were going to bring him up? Are you kidding me? I mean, so he lo- he's had a hole-in-one here. You know, he he loves the crowds. Yep, but I see him. Holy his shit. first two tournaments this year, he's been incredible. I mean, he's been right there. I don't. I don't get how they have him at a hundred to one, Greg. I see him. I see him at a hundred to one at a couple places. I see one outlet that has him at one twenty-five to one. Yeah, I mean, take it or take the top ten. Do what you always do, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna make money on Molinari this year. Francesco Molinari. Man, he's such um, a good golfer. I also think, you know, I don't know. I like take. I personally like taking someone who did good last week, especially who hasn't done for a while. Just, I'm not saying take him all year, but maybe just take him that next week. And you got Bo Hosler at 150 to one. You know, like this is one of the best college uh, golfers that ever lived. I mean, he has broken. Tons of records. He's truly up there with one of the greatest. And he's kind of, you know, I hate to say the word underachieved, but for lack of a better term, he's, you know, hasn't quite come on the scene. But I'm telling you, this kid's got the game. I mean, he does. When it's clicking, it's all confidence. Everyone's been talking about speed. Speed is all confidence, you know. When speed's confident, he could be on the beach at Pebble and he'll chip it up there and make birdie somehow. You know, like, that's confidence. And, like, I don't care where I drive the ball. I'm going to make a birdie no matter what. And this kid has the – he's got it, man. And he darn near won last week. And I'll have to, I would watch out for this kid. He hasn't made – he hadn't made a cut for about a year and a half before that. And that's an over-exaggeration. But he barely made a few cuts. I'm just saying I would – if he's when they're hot, they're hot, and if yeah. he's hot, I'd watch out. He could win this tournament. I guarantee it. And at 151, that's pretty good. I gotta shout out Nate Lashley for Tim Nebraska because the dude was kind of in it last week, and Tim had him 20 bucks to win five grand. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> he's 151 this week, and the kid's playing good, and he's a great golfer. Yeah. They're all good golfers, so don't forget these guys down here at the bottom is what I'm saying. Harry Higgs, 201. Are you kidding me? Easy. He can do it. Yeah. Um, Corey texted earlier about about uh, mm-hmm. about who was it? I forget now. Gooch. Taylor Gooch. Gooch. Yeah, he yep. didn't bring him up on the podcast, but afterwards he texted about it, and he was, you know, he said it's 70 to 1. That's a nice little number for yep. him. That's a great number. That's a great number. And in that the other, the wheelhouse other guy right, right near there, there is Max Homa. It's the same number. That's right. I was going to say, right there in that wheelhouse that I hit last week, I like this week. Again, a guy who did good last week, but when they're hot, they're hot. Andrew Putnam, 80 to 1. Yeah, there you go. Almost won last week. He got seventh here last year at this tournament, 17th before that. Watch out. This kid could play this course, and he's on fire right now. And at 80 to 1, that's a sweet bet. That's a sweet bet. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I'm kind of torn right now, right? I'm kind of torn between uh, Scotty Scheffler at 30 to 1 
And then I'm seeing Victor Hovland at 16 to one. Obviously, yeah. uh, you know, obviously a, a not as not as long a shot, you know, not as big a payoff. But I think that yeah. these are the two guys that I have um, my eyes on. You know, uh, I, I'm not sure which one I'm going with or, or who I'm putting my money on. But these are the two I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the most or the hardest. I think you should. Um, I think Scotty Scotty did good here last year. Yeah. I believe he got. I think he was tied for seventh with who I was just talking about. Um, and it's time, you know. Still hasn't had a win. It's a. This is a. This is a tournament that you can go low. You can really like get some low days, and that's what scares me about, you know, a Justin Thomas or a John Rahm is. <laughs> I mean, these guys can literally shoot a 12-under at this course with their eyes closed. So, but, yeah, I mean, and Cantlay. And, I mean, this is a sweet – yeah, this is good stuff. But I love both those guys. I Scheffler's actually my pick in fantasy. Oh, wow. Um, for the record. And I do like – I just like him. I mean, the kid can go low after – I mean, he can go low, low, low every single day. Um. He has very few mistakes. I think, I think he's going to be in the mix for sure. Of course, there's Xander, who's like could have won this tournament two years in a row and kind of yeah. a, whatever you call it, botched it at the end. But I mean, he clearly, he clearly is good at this course. I don't know what the Sunday problems are, but I was looking back, and almost every Sunday of this tournament, no one goes that low. You know, they go low the first three days. And then I guess probably the PGA just sets it, sets it up a lot more difficult that last day. Right. And they start a little earlier. I don't know if that has something to do with, you know, because they're trying to get done before the Super Bowl. But I was looking back at the scores, and it's like everyone does a lot worse on Sunday. So um, we're going to – I want to shout out the one more Saturday night bets because we're going to do that. This This is a great week for that. Because that's what Kepko was probably sixty to one to win this when it came into Sunday morning, right? Last year when he won, because he was seven strokes back or something. Yeah, this is a great tournament for that because it plays really difficult on Sunday for whatever reason. I love um, those bets, those Saturday night. You know, but they're the best. Back at the the board on Saturday night. Man. Yeah, Luke List had to have been a hundred plus to one on the Farmers. Hoagie wasn't because he was pretty close, but he was still, I think, 12, 13 to 1 when he was one stroke back. Um, and, yeah, they're fun bets to look at. So we'll be, we'll be talking about that. Um, what do we do now? Tweeter that out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can tweet that out, or we'll have our new, our new, uh, Social media manager tweet out your pick for you because um, you know social you know internets are difficult for you. They are, they are. I'm more of a golf guy. More of a golf guy. All right, bud. Well, listen, I think we're both going to be on Scotty Scheffler this weekend, so let's. Uh, we'll. Stay it sounds in touch. like it. Obviously, we will stay in touch as it goes, and uh, hopefully, we make a ton of money. I think we will. I like that attitude. <laughs> All right, pal. I hope you have a good rest of your night, okay? You too. Bye.